You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to the Roof English podcast. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you again for your company. And welcome today, firstly, to someone making a return visit to Roof English. And that's uh, Paulina, who in a, a, with another hat is known as... La Vikinga Mexicana. Absolutely. Yes. And when you appeared on the on the show recently... Uh, to talk about the support that you give to Spanish speakers, essentially, in Iceland. Uh, a huge response to that. So thank you very much to everyone that listened to that episode. And thank you for coming back on the show today. As I say, for a very different reason, you're joined by Anna Boldisdottir, and together you're on the board of an organisation called Glaim Mer E, which translates as Forget Me Not. And the purpose of this organisation is to try to guide parents through one of the worst things that can possibly happen to parents. So tell me about Forget Me Not. Tell me about this organization and your involvement in it. So Forget Me Not is an organization that was founded in 2013 by three women, um, Thorun Paulsdottir, Anna Lisa Björnsdottir and Hramhildur Hafdeisdottir. And it is basically for families and, of course, parents who have lost their kids uh, during pregnancy and shortly after. So this is... Uh, uh, a group of people who were not listened to or like didn't have help before this time, at least here in Iceland. So we are giving voice to all these people who lost their babies. Yeah. We call them babies. Some, you know, like medical communities will call them like fetus, which we don't really like because we believe that yeah, they are just small kids that died prematurely before they yeah, were able to survive. So what the organization does, and one of the largest projects that was done back in 2013 was to make a memorial uh, uh, ground at the cemetery of Fosor, so where people are able to bury the kids that are born before the 22nd week. So it's just like a very beautiful place that was renewed. Glamere, uh, or Forget Me Not, also makes boxes um, that are giving to the parents once they lost at the right. hospital, which we call memory boxes. They are like, they has been like a very important for people and we are always getting complimented about them okay. because we put in them things that help pe- like parents remember the kids and, you know, like a book to write the memories, yes. to put pictures, um, some stuffed animals that one of them can go with the kid, another can be left with the parents. Also some jewellery that was especially designed by, by Eurum, which is like an Icelandic so, jewellery sure, making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think I think as well, uh, not being a parent myself, but imagining that this, you know, the loss of a child must be the worst thing imaginable. A child is never going to be forgotten, but anything that can assist with the process of remembering is 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 bound to be helpful and welcomed. Uh, Anna, and indeed to both of you, I, I imagine that if you are involved with an organisation such as this, you have your own personal story, your own personal tragedy that prompted that involvement. Is mm-hmm. that the case with you, Anna? Yeah. <clears throat> so both Paulina and I, we, we lost our, our babies um, too soon. Um, I was in New York when I got pregnant. Uh, I carried my boy until 34 weeks and uh, when I when I had to go into labor um, mm. and uh, yeah he was he was stillborn. So yeah and and I really 
participating in something like Glemere, um, <clears throat> trying to make sure that um, parents where these things happen to, like who lose their child like that, um, are taken care of. They get the support that they need. Mm. Um, <clears throat> both both uh, emotionally, they get support. Glemere is, is also doing, in addition to all the things that Pauline just mentioned, we're also doing uh, grief counseling, mm. grief support, uh, one-on-one, sometimes in groups and um, to help uh, parents and, and mothers through through this devastating mm. grief. And and for you, Paulina, your involvement with Glamere again brought about by your own experience. Yes, exactly. So we lost triplets uh, in 2012. So that was a very big loss. And especially for me as a foreigner in Iceland, yes. not having a support network from my direct family, like Glamere has been a great support as well to get to know other people who have gone through similar experiences because not all the losses are the same. Um, but at least finding like Glamere, we have support groups in Facebook, which is really good for people to share the stories, ask questions, perhaps share the pictures of their babies. So we have people that um, understand us best. And we do yearly events as well for people to gather and get to know each other, not necessarily to talk about their loss, mm. but at least, yeah, as I said, to be around people who understand each other mm. and to get the assistance that people need just to get to know how things are done in Iceland. Like when I lost, I was like, it was before Glamere was founded mm. and I was really clueless on what the procedures were. Like it got, I was really shocked to know that my, I like we needed to bury the kids one week after, when, whereas in Mexico you bury like the kids just right away. So just these small differences, yes. like cultural differences, like help a lot. And one of the things that Glamere does is uh, makes brochures to give all this information in Polish, English and in Icelandic. Okay. So that's really helpful to guide parents who just like have lost and they go through the shock of not knowing what to do to guide them through the whole process. Yeah. And the midwives are also very helpful about it. And Anna, I think what Paulina says there points to something really important because that's a heartbreaking logistical detail, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That you have to have that piece of knowledge. No parent ever wants to consider what the time frame for burying their child is. Yeah. But that becomes a really logistical, uh, logistically important point. And the, this organisation... If it, if it does anything, it's going to try to make that awful period a bit more easy. Right, yeah. So um, it's difficult enough to have to deal with losing your child uh, in many cases suddenly. And and um, so, <clears throat> and if, if, you know, since we're speaking to the English-speaking community and foreigners mm. in Iceland, I mean, mm. um, they're also away from, from their normal support network. And I know that having lost my child in, in New York... Um, and it's very difficult to find your way and navigate on top of navigating your own grief. You have to know what's your right, how are things done here, etc. So I think um, I would really urge um, the, you know, parents, women who are experiencing this type of loss. Um, in the past few years, we have, like Paulina said, even, you know, hers before Glamere was founded, mine I, I lost my my child four years ago. Um, <clears throat> reach out to us. Um, 
know where to where to yeah. go for what etc because you know as a foreigner you're, it's also very difficult to know your rights well we're going to make sure all the links are in the article that accompanies this episode but we might as well just have the web address now then so if someone wants to find out more at this point in the conversation about glimmery mm-hmm. uh, the web address would be www.gme.is so yeah gme punteris yeah okay and paulina Some mums, of course, will miscarry. Some children will be stillborn. Some children will be born but die very young. Um, all tragedies in, in, in different but related ways, of course. Is is the charity available for mums and for families in all of those circumstances? Yes, and also for people who lost their kids in the intensive care unit. So after they have been born and that they have to remain like for you know one two weeks or even some months like we have somebody who belongs to the organization who lost their kids at seven months so we also seek after those families and they also receive our memorial boxes Mm -hmm. maybe not with everything uh, you know depending on what's the stage of the baby but yeah we support all those people And we give clothes to the babies so they don't go naked, uh, you know. And it's something that has been really helpful as well is that we have a cuddle cot, which has a cooling uh, unit so people can take their kids home for some time Mm -hmm. so they can also process the grief. And it has been also used for the NCYU. So people take their babies, um, yeah, to be longer with them. And that's really important to create those memories with the child. Um, so, yeah, the, the cooling cots have been really, really mm-hmm. made a difference, we uh, hear from And people. is that something that, you know, the importance of which becomes obvious as, as time goes on? It might not be immediately important or feel important to parents, but if they do have those memories, if they make those memories, as they as they grow and as they develop and as they get past the grief, having those memories becomes more important, does it? Yeah, I mean, it's very different from one... Um, parent to another but um, I think yeah I mean every every photo you have every little hair lock you have you know and uh, you know becomes so so precious and Mm. one of the things that we put in our memory boxes is a little it's a little box for the hair lock you know which in New York was not a part of the memory box Mm. and I just I love that like and that becomes so precious. Yeah Uh, to, to both of you on this one Paulina first how important is it for the charity to put not not just mums, but families in touch with each other so they can share their own experiences with each other and talk about what they've been through. Is that part of what you do as well? Yeah, it is just very important because although we, like in the board members, we also offer help and some assistance, like talking to other parents who, you know, like, yeah, have just recently lost or something. Like, it's very important, as I said, like just to a- ask like some questions, even is it normal for my breast to feel still full of milk? You know, like something that one sometimes do, do not think through. Mm. But yeah, just ask questions if it's normal. And we also have a group for people who are trying to get pregnant again, which is really important just to get to know, like, is it okay if, if I don't connect to my current like uh, kid um, as it is because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose it mm. or something like that. So it one- all becomes part Yeah, one of the most important thing I think uh, when you're grieving is the peer support. Um, so we we do that at Glemere. Um and and speaking of that, um, if if people need grief support, they should go through Sorkarmisten, 
which is the grief center in Iceland. Um, and they which, are which re- we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, you're, you're part but of they're really yeah, we're yeah, part yeah, of that yeah. grief center, and they're really building up that peer support for for people who are going through loss. I just wanted to ask you both as well. We, t- we sort of touched on it there a couple of moments ago. This isn't just about support for mums who've lost a child, is it? This this affects dads. This affects the rest of the family as well. Is Glimmeray aware of that and responsive to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, uh, dads uh, come to our our grief uh, groups. Um, the other day, I was uh, sharing my story in a grief group at Landspital, and there were only only couples. You know, mm. all you know, moms and dads. You know, and it was really, really nice to see. And of course, they're going through. Everyone goes through grief in their own way. Um, and you know, people grieve very differently, and that's really important to know as you go through through it. Um, but uh, it's especially important, I think, to focus on the dads uh, as well, because they're going through it as well. Are they sometimes less willing or able to ask for help? I'm not sure, but I think um, it's changing yeah. with the younger generation. I think. Back older generations, they're like burying everything well, under the carpet, kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I wondered. Did you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think it is changing, Paulina? It is changing, yes and no. Like we have been trying to make a group for parents, like for dads, and it has been a little bit difficult because men do not really want to talk about feelings. Some mm. sometimes, you know, but us as women, like we try to look for more help and speak out loud. But um, I think they just. They they go through the grief in a different way. Like we know of some dads that um, what they have done is just to play some video games. So that has been helping them out in a way. Mm. So, yeah, it, it works in a different way. And there's no right answer, is there, when it comes to grief? No. There's no single answer. Whatever works for the individual is, is what matters. Yeah. And when you're deep in it, you just try to grab everything that might possibly help and then yeah. if it doesn't you go to the next thing kind of mm-hmm. yeah. but i would really encourage people to to go to the peer support moms and dads <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about the grief center that you mentioned Sogamistoth. uh and, and your charity uh, glamoury is is part of that isn't it it's part of our organization yes. So the grief center is basically yeah a grief center for you know like people who have lost their kids and also um, a loved one. So it could be your dad, your mom, your sister, yeah. a, a best friend, uh, through any kind of loss, like through because of suicidal of a long disease or when you lost it uh, unexpectedly. So any sort of loss, and they also have uh, the peer support. Um, network, so that's very important. They have different resources online, and there are some also in English, several books, and group counseling, or also individual one. And just recently, I was um, in a talk for the English speakers, which mm. can be found in the website. It's in a YouTube where I talk about the how to go through the loss of a lo- loved one, like what, how you can deal with it. And you can find out more about the Grief Centre on their website at sorgemithstoth.punteris. Again, we'll put that link up on the article that accompanies this podcast. And they have a call centre that's open on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 10am and 2pm. And again, they say that they're open to 
everyone. It, it feels like the work that you're both doing is making a, a, a real difference. If, if somebody, maybe they've benefited from the help of the charity or maybe they just want to support what you do, can they get involved with fundraising and, and donating? Yeah, sure. I mean, all the information is on the website. Um, usually people make one-off donations, um, you know, which then the money will go to the memory boxes, the cooling cots, and uh, other things that uh, we're doing. One of our biggest fundraisers is the Reykjavik Marathon as well, you know, which is, which is I guess, is the case with many of the smaller charities. Yes. But When uh, is that? Yeah. Has that happened this year? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's it happening happened. in August. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's yet to take place. It'll yeah, take place yeah. so, okay. yeah, encourage everyone to, to support Glemiri through that. And yes. we are also looking for volunteers to help us in the event making. Like, for example, for the marathon, we need people who help us cheer the runners and so on and so forth. So you don't really have to belong to the organization or have lost somebody. Or run. But at least you can just, just cheer be, on all the other people. That yes, are exactly. <laughs> so why not? And, you know, sometimes we need help with packing yeah. up the boxes um, and other things so people can contact us if they would like to do something for us. Like we are recently also sewing some wedding dresses, like making baby clothes with wedding dresses. So we need volunteers for that. So we are always involved in different projects. Um, so, yeah, any help is good. And I also wanted to mention something because it's important. Like we don't only support people who have lost, but we are also trying to prevent losses. So we have a pro- program that it's called Kicks Count or in Icelandic, Spörkintelja. So it's a program that we are working with the Hilsug Iceland. Uh, to prevent the child losses. So women, when they feel that there is something that is not right, for them to look for health assistance to prevent losses. Okay, well, that's an important point to bring up, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and and speaking of making a difference, um, a few weeks ago we held a a conference for uh, health professionals in Iceland to talk about these issues, which Mm. was attended by, I think, over 100 health professionals, Mm -hmm. um, midwives, doctors, etc., um, nurses and it was really really effective and so we're also working on like projects that can increase awareness increase knowledge for the people who are actually mm. kind of the first responders in yes. those cases but the message i guess from what you were saying there paulina is that if something feels wrong or if something feels as it ought not to be to get that checked out straight away. It's always important, isn't it, to have yes, those exactly. signs Just checked out. Listen to your body. Yeah. And we feel like often when you're a foreigner, you might be more hesitant to reach out and ask those questions because language barriers yeah. or other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there is some preliminary research, let me emphasize that, um, in Iceland that uh, might indicate that actually... Uh, foreign speakers or women with foreign names um, are more likely to lose, uh, but preliminary research. But yeah. we're, and would we'll, that we'll be see. because of the hesitancy that you That That about? needs further investigation, okay. I think. Okay. But, you know, at the moment, I would really encourage then um, foreign speakers, reach out, get it checked, listen to your body. Um, yeah. It's worth it. Well, there are some tremendous resources coming from both of these organizations that we've been discussing. Thank you both very much today for coming in to discuss them, Paulina and Anna. On the Ruve English podcast, you can, of course, find those links, as we say, in the article accompanying this episode from Ruve English. Get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is.
You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.